spring forward at Banana Republic Factory with 50 to 70% off everything. Shop season favorites from colorful dresses to easy tops from $19.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Enjoy 50 to 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Shop tees from $6.99 and joggers from $24.99, plus extra 15% off online. Exclusions apply. Shop the sale through April 6th. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Oh, that's a cheer we used to do in softball. Uh, what? It's, uh, actually Geico. Whenever someone hit a triple, we would wave our bats and yell, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. But we never got to use it because we would only hit home runs. Annoying. The phrase is from Geico because they help save people money? Geico? Yeah, they were our team sponsor. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Welcome to DC On Screen, a podcast about the DC Universe properties being brought to film and television. I'm David C. Robertson, and this is my co-host, Jason. Hello. All right, guys, this is our news episode, and we're also going to do some fan feedback. We're going to start off this episode with some Arrow news. Uh, now, the show has referenced Coast City and Ferris Air a number of times, but fans should apparently not expect to see Hal Jordan or any other Green Lantern on the show. Executive producer Mark Guggenheim is saying, They announced the Green Lantern Corps movie, and I'd be surprised if it didn't include Hal Jordan. It would be great, but I doubt it very much that they're going to have it on the show. So the big dog has to eat, and then they get to see what's left. Pretty much. Now, I'll, I'll guarantee you this right now. If they wanted to pull Guy Gardner on, nobody's touching that anyway. Go for it, guys. <laughs> I'll go buy you a tiny bowl. You can do the haircut. It'll be fantastic. I, I kind of want him to bring in Guy Gardner. I know, I know. He's he's weirdly dear to your heart. <laughs> he is. He's he's your Buana Beast. <laughs> no, Buana Beast is my Buana Beast. <laughs> oh, you you feel the same too. Okay, all right. I do. I didn't think um, I was completely alone about Buana Beast. Dude can make new animals. He's a god. Now, <laughs> there's been some controversy. Mm-hmm. Um, they've decided to bring in. A character called Baron Ryder into Arrow this season. And they've cast a British actor named uh, Jimmy Akinbola, mm-hmm. who is black. And Baron Ryder in the comics became a character called Baron Blitzkrieg. And he was the leader of the Shadow Spire group. He has connections with Vandal Savage, um, which is uh, probably going to serve to set up Legends of Tomorrow. But this character it, was a Nazi. It's in there somewhere, but it, it's it's buried. It's it, they, He teams up with another organization at some point. Yeah, this character was a Nazi, though. And uh, so there was a lot of controversy about them casting a black guy as a Nazi, which I, I kind of think it would be interesting to play with, uh, to see if you could make that work from a character standpoint. Uh, but Mark Guggenheim, once again, uh, stepped up to explain the situation. He <laughs> says, I want to... I, want I love to how dis- you make it sound like he's going to do a good job. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. I want to disabuse people of the notion that we cast a black man as a Nazi. Because that's not what we that's not actually what we did. We wanted a really great villain for Oliver in the flashbacks. So this is gonna be a character in the Coast City flashbacks for season four. Uh, we wanted to come out of the gate strong with someone great, and we wanted to, quite frankly, cast the best actor. As it turns out, our best actor was African-American. And here I thought he was British. Whatever. 
We took the name Baron Ryder without any intention of turning him into Baron Blitzkrieg. Baron Blitzkrieg is the evil Nazi supervillain. Baron Ryder is not going to become Baron, Blitz, Baron Blitzkrieg in the show. We never planned on actually telling a story about a bad guy who's a Nazi. In fact, when people meet this character, he's not German, he's not a Nazi, he doesn't subscribe to any Nazi philosophies. We were attracted to an organization that actually in the comics had been associated with Deathstroke called Shadowspire. In the comics, Baron Ryder became associated with Shadowspire. So like I, I thought, they were, they're just trying to get to the Vandal Savage stuff. Yeah, they just want to get to, well, they need to get to Deathstroke too. Um, well, that was the other part. They need a way to get Deathstroke back in the game, and apparently Shadowspire is going to be the way to do it. But if they do that, that puts a, that actually makes Deathstroke a good guy. But he, in 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 what <laughs> he actually does, he says that he wouldn't. They would never think to to cast a black dude as a Nazi, and they actually he actually cites um, the amount of internet backlash that they would re- that they would receive. Now, yeah, totally you know, avoided that dude. I think it would be really interesting, and you know, if they did make a character a Nazi, I mean, they could have him be a black guy and a Nazi, and have it be about him. They could have him take the uh, the Nazi tenants, the tenants of the Nazi party, and yeah. move it over into superheroes. Like it's metahumans versus humans now. It's not about you know co- color of your skin. Right. That's what made Magneto such a cool character. But, right, right, you right. know, they're not going to do anything controversial. They're, <laughs> oh, they're, they're going cowards. to. They're going they're to. Cowards. That, well. that's, what they just did was like <laughs> trying to avoid a cow patty stepping sideways into a landmine. Like, you, like, no one, okay, no one in... You can't put out a press release that has the words black Nazi in it and not right. expect... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, look, it's a whole wide world out there. I'm sure somewhere there is an African American Nazi. It, just because the world yeah. is too big, it's the the uh, what do they call it? Rule 34 for porn. It, like, if you can imagine it, it's out there already. Right. It, this okay. applies. I, I I think there may be you know 15, 20, and now well now thousands because of this news bit that's been going around. But mm-hmm. before this news, I would say there were probably maybe a couple hundred tops who remembered baron blitzkrieg <laughs> and no, 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 maybe no, two that and the and people may- who've watched brave and the bold with us oh yeah but maybe two of those maybe two of those 200 people remembered him fondly <laughs> <laughs> and those so. two were not the people who created him right so no they remember him on their deepest darkest days those are <laughs> and shadow spire I mean, let's let's face it. Baron Blitzkrieg was the blinking light on top of the Shadow Spire. Mm-hmm. No one remembers Shadow Spire. No Mm-mm. one gives a shit about Shadow Spire. No. What the hell are they doing? I don't know. And they wrote themselves into a little hole that uh, I, I guess they wrote themselves into a hole. I don't know how how this is happening. I don't know how we got it. I didn't expect the word Shadow Spire or Baron Blitzkrieg to come up in my life, really in the future at all, in any capacity. So here we are. Yeah. And. They they did something even more egregious than all of the missteps you you just talked about, and you know right. it, it it could be an interesting character if they mm-hmm. were, if they went full full throttle for it and yeah uh, try to do something dynamic and unique and I could be fun. I I think it also might just be even it even it if it was done well, it might just be distracting from the fact that I want to watch a Green Arrow series. But right, that might be the best case scenario is they did an okay subplot, but even then it's going to be eh, a little too distracting for me. But Worst worst crime in the entire thing for me is you can't just say, 
how did he put it? We're not. He's not German. <laughs> he's not. He doesn't have any of the thing. Like you just pulled the guy's name out of thin air. Yeah. It, if I was writing a Batman series, if I was going to do a, a, a an off-world, a new universe Batman series, and right. I wrote his best friend as Clark Kent. Yeah. And then later you're like, cool, so when's Superman getting involved? Like, oh, no, no, he's not going to be involved. Oh, he's not Superman. I mean, this he's is not Clark Superman. Kent, I mean, but he's Clark never going to become but, Superman. He doesn't yeah, have the but, powers. He didn't right. grow up in Kansas. He's a little snivelly. He's actually a producer. It's kind of weird. Um, right. <laughs> got a goatee. Good looking. But, right. And he's into macho, he's into Mariamba music. I, I don't know why. Right. (laughs) You can't just take the name and do an entirely different character. We have expectations. (laughs) Same time. I think I would would rather them break that rule than actually show me Baron Blitzkrieg. (laughs) You know what? I I see a massive... There's... There's an opportunity missed here. Um, call him Baron Ryder. He never calls himself Baron Blitzkrieg, but have right. Cisco call him Baron Blitzkrieg. Yeah, that'd be fine. That's the only situation yeah. in which I will actually accept this. Uh, is, You've got a Cisco. Is You've it, got a Cisco. If he gets Cisco'd, that's, that's a different game. That is a different game entirely. Yeah. Oh, <sighs> but once again, though, they're, they're showing that they're not looking to do anything really controversial. If you're not going to do anything controversial, why are you giving me a show? Like, well, why are you... not... I, completely fair i i want to show about arrow i mean i don't yeah but any sort of indie instinct social commentary no it doesn't have to be that it's just also i'm so bored with nazis i'm so fucking bored with them yeah yeah i am too actually thanks hydra yeah this is is hydra's fault thanks marvel yeah you bastards you ruined nazis (laughs) 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 it done so much for us (laughs) <laughs> They've given us so many antagonists over the years. Right, right. Oh. So many red so and so and Baron so and so's and Baron von Red probably is out there somewhere. The, did we talk about how like the mayor of of Starling City always dies? <laughs> no, no, I didn't know we had a lemming in the mix. Yeah, that that's a thing that keeps happening on Arrow. <laughs> if you've ever I, noticed, I don't. Yeah, you're right. I don't think I've ever actually. I don't. It so. Mayor like the last for, for Starling City being a mayor is a the red shirt ensign, right? Dude, pretty much. Like the last mayor they showed, like she shows up for like two scenes and then like an arrow, arrow comes through the, the heart. window and yeah yeah, 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 I remember that. Well, so this news should be of of uh, well, no surprise. Jerry Ryan, best known for her role as Seven of Nine in Star Trek Voyager, will mm-hmm. appear in at least one episode of Arrow this year, the second episode. Um, as Jessica Danforth, a friend to the Queen family whose political ambitions will place her in the crosshairs of a menacing antagonist. <laughs> the episode is called The Candidate, mm-hmm. and one might presume she is the candidate in question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm guessing dun, they're not dun, even waiting dun, for them dun, to become dun, mayor dun, anymore. Dun, 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 dun. Like. Yeah, they're not even waiting for the people to become mayor. Like it's just <laughs> a menacing antagonist, the anti-mayor. I don't know. Like there's just some guy uh, running around killing mayors. <laughs> it it's not even it's not even been that. I haven't thought about it as actually being just a, a trend. But yeah, it is impossible to hold office in that town. It really is. Um, I mean, it, that brick guy did okay for just a second till they they took him out. Yeah, Brother Blood had all of like. 10 seconds he made it uh, at least 15 seconds it, he it looked like he t- had time at least to decorate his desk a little bit <laughs> before he got sprawled across it he didn't decorate that desk he had someone it decorate was a, it right it was a set 
Someone come decorate my desk. Make me look personable. Yep. All right. So Entertainment Weekly is reporting now that Hawkman mm-hmm. is likely to appear on Arrow or The Flash before Legends of Tomorrow. Oh, he's he's all but confirmed, I think, at this point, isn't he? Yeah, he's confirmed for Legends of Tomorrow, but they're saying he's going to appear on Flash or Arrow. Yeah. Before. Um, He's being described as charismatic and wise beyond his years. Hawkman is a natural-born leader with an abundance of charm and confidence because he's 5,000 years old. Mm -hmm. Much like the comic book iteration. And remembers a fair portion of it. Right. Much like the comic book iteration, Carter retains his memories of his past lives each time he is reborn, though his lover, a.k.a. Hawkgirl, is born anew. Mm -hmm. So they're going to, looks like they're going to probably just follow that, follow that line all the way through. Uh, sounds good to me. I, yeah, he, I, 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 don't, I don't know. I, I think they're going to introduce probably at least half of the people that are going to be on Legends of Tomorrow before mm-hmm. before they even get around to it. Now, um, being that he is five thousand years old, he could he could end up playing a pretty significant role with this whole Vandal Savage thing. They could mm-hmm. see Hawkman most of the time. They're jumping through time over there. Yeah, that could be fun. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind that one bit. Hawkman Speaking just of which, jumping through time essentially with them and learning lessons. By the way, you did see that there was a Easter egg for. Um, well, I don't know if it's supposed to be an Easter egg or just a blatant cock tease, but in the, uh, I think it was Suicide Squad set, there were Midway City police cars. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> no. I can't I remember didn't... which one. I can't remember if it was BDS or Suicide Squad, but one of them has Midway City police police cars on it. Yeah, oddly enough, I didn't I didn't connect that. I didn't even think about it. I mean, it, I'm a shitty host. <laughs> How dare you miss a thing? <laughs> What were you thinking? I hereby relinquish my role as ro- as uh, as roast as role. <laughs> my role as host. Are you hungry? Damn. What? Are you hungry? I'm a little bit. Are you, do you want to relinquish your role and go have a role in a roast? That sounds delightful. Wouldn't it? You're not allowed to relinquish oh. the role because I don't want it. Can I relish the role? You can relish the role. Slather it. <laughs> For Legends of Tomorrow, showrunner <laughs> Phil Klimmer. Uh, he's, he's, man, oh, he's saying at a certain point we will have darkness emerge and characters will betray one another and be tempted by the dark side and others might not make it along for the full trip and Mm -hmm. others might be lost in weird time periods. It's an anthology show. This is not designed to go on forever. This season is meant to be standalone. I mean, not as anthological as True Detective, but not everybody will be continuing on this journey. The sort of central premise of time travel and Vandal Savage is totally up for grabs. This is meant to be a season that is tightly serialized, that when it's over, you can't go home again. It's not going to begin season two with us all hopping back on the same ship and like, let's get Vandal, let's get him for real this time. This is not traditional episodic television. Mark Guggenheim adds the way we think of it is each arc each season is its own separate movie well excuse me what we want to do is have each separate movie have its own identity so almost to the point where each season was telling one big story that you could sort of subtitle like the way you do uh, like you subtitle american horror story if that makes sense mm. i'm on board that man yeah. i am so on yeah. board that idea well, and that's what I think they should be doing for Arrow and the Flash they, as well. They can't guarantee a season two, so they're not they're not trying to just leave a cliffhanger. They have to pick up and you know another season of Arrow or the Flash. They're not. Yeah, they're playing it safe, but if they're, they they've decided, okay, well, if it well, it sounds like they decided, if we're gonna play it like this, let's go for it. Yeah. Um, what are the odds that like first few episodes? 
white canary gets left in an alternate time and we don't get to we don't have to deal with her anymore oh that would be amazing a man can hope right a man can hope and pray <laughs> i god help her maybe she'll be more fun when she comes back oh man you know i, I just it's possible i mean it she just she just didn't have any room and I didn't like her on Arrow for the most part because she wasn't ever really going to be the Black Canary. That wasn't her destiny. Right. She was just a big distracting piece of nonsense. And <laughs> what was she? A big distracting piece of nonsense. Uh, and how? That's pretty much a that's a pretty adept description of season two of Arrow. I think. It actually is. <laughs> just right on board. Oh look, Summer Glow. Oh man, it's over. Okay. <laughs> oh, like, look, Lady Deathstroke. Is it Summer Glow? Yeah. Oh, wait, now she's gone. Oh, wait. Oh, okay. Is that Jason? Is that intricate? Uh, no, never mind. Never mind. Whole different thing. Don't. Um, oh, I don't even remember what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> we started to stumble we down the Arrow Season 2 rabbit hole. It's nothing but we were... shame and despair down there. Let's Let's hop out if we can. I believe, yeah, I believe you were discussing your hope for White Canary to be left behind in some alternate time period. Right. Now, you can make it make it a noble end, but with any luck. Now, you got to think, I mean, that, of course they were going to have people try to turn on the rest of the team, and they're, they're doing the Dirty Dozen, essentially. I mean, you, you're talking about way. a superhero team with Heat Wave and, and Captain Cold. Captain Cold's a calculating son of a bitch. He's he's gonna see an opportunity for something along the way and take his shot. Oh yeah, he's gonna be like uh, old Biff going back in time to give his younger self the the sports almanac. Right, right, right. <laughs> I'm waiting for um I'm waiting for Sarah to end up trapped back in time somewhere and end up being her own grandmother or something. Oh man, no wait or her own let her, mother. Let her get trapped in time <laughs> near her her mom. Yeah, <laughs> and instead end up training her mom. So when we come back to the regular Arrow universe, that that is officially the first Canary. Oh my God! Do you see why we should be writing this? <laughs> That's because perfect. we would have more fun with it than than if someone else so did it. Why perfect. Why wouldn't we want to? There is no. There's. Oh my God! There is no reason that Alex Kingston should not be Black Canary for Shizzle. Black Canary. This is Prime. Alex Kingston. This is River Song, people. <sighs> We've. We've traveled that 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 path before. All right, all right. Not quite the same way though. We didn't take the same route to it. I'm no, proud we never of us bothered. For that. Never bothered with time travel. Oh, time travel! Oh, the Flash! You mm -hmm. magnificent bastard of a. You series. could train her so early that she wouldn't even recognize her own daughter yet, so it wouldn't wouldn't be a problem. It'd be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Oh, and then at all some right. point they're 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 out battling together, and uh, and and. Katie Lott, or White Canary, dies, and she takes up the mantle, but she doesn't want to be the White Canary because that's in honor of her, so she's the Black Canary. <laughs> Insert ceremonial handing over of jacket. Right. <laughs> right. Ah, oh wait, it's, it's a white jacket now. So somehow yeah. there will have to be an oil spill involved <laughs> that dyes the jacket for them. <laughs> or she okay. just gets all emo with the jacket. All right. Mm, good. Yeah. Over to Gotham. Yes. Over to Gotham. I'm hungry for Gotham. <laughs> Michael Chiklis. Pew. Have you seen this? Yes. Have you seen? Oh, my God. Yeah, I Michael read it three Chiklis. times before I accepted that it was actually happening. Is I, that a I, negative I, reaction? I actually even looked at the... Uh, yes, it uh, an absolutely negative reaction. I hated the shield. Um, it, at some point, I, I looked at the date of the article as if it was actually April 1st. 
It was not. Dude, the commish is going to meet the commish. <laughs> it's not okay. <laughs> it's unacceptable. That is way too much testosterone for one for one room. <laughs> Michael Chiklis is going to be playing a character named Nathaniel Barnes. Mm-hmm. Um, he will show up in the GCPD apparently like a tornado ripping out the dead wood of Gotham's police force. Mm-hmm. He is a law and order zealot, unafraid of making enemies on either side of the law. For Gordon, Barnes is a hero and a mentor, someone with whom he can share the burden of heroism. Captain Barnes proves himself to be a strong ally to Gordon, but one day he will make an equally powerful enemy. I am on board. I like I like Michael Chiklis, though. I got nothing for Michael Chiklis. Um... Aside from his turn as the thing, I like Michael Chiklis. I even liked his turn as the thing. He just <laughs> was, looked bad. That was that was the that was my favorite performance of his. But it, they they've <laughs> all just been characters. I never I never care about his character. They've never made him fun for me. Just every time I see him, uh huh, yep, bulldog with a badge. Got gotcha. you. Okay. Well, yeah. Um, and this version might everyone be loves a bulldog with a badge, man. <laughs> Everybody loves a just bulldog. Name the with movie a badge. Bulldog with a Badge. Send him on his way. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm down, man. Let's do it. Let's make Bulldog with a badge. We'll have Tom Hanks be his chief. It'll be perfect. Um, <laughs> he'll explain to him over and over again that he can't just go all all vigilante on him. It'll be. <laughs> yeah, um, that's why you should have liked the shield because all he was was a, like a vigilante with a badge. It just uh, it was it was too much for me at the time. Put on Danny Elfman's Batman music with Michael Jiklis running around beating up hoods. <laughs> You'll change your mind. You'll no, change your I, heart. I do have a proposal for what to do with, with uh, Chiklis towards the end of the season when he inevitably turns right. on everyone. <laughs> yeah? Look at his face. Now imagine it melting into Clayface. Ooh. Actually, um, I was looking at some he pictures of Michael Chiklis. He kind of already Chiklis. looks like he was molded out of some sort of putty anyway. I was looking at some pictures of Michael Chiklis and I thought, you know, if they didn't have Vincent D'Onofrio over on Daredevil, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Chiklis would have been a fine kingpin. I'm not sure he has the chops for. He has the he chops and the he jowls. He couldn't have D'Onofrio's performance on that. No he has way. the chops and the jowls. <laughs> He's the jowls of three good men. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, not trying to disparage the man's jowls. Those uh, those jowls cannot be disparaged. Sir. They cannot. Um, the unstoppable jowl. The sequel to Bulldog with a Badge. <laughs> All right, now they they have released two new two new trailers. They're little spots, um, little teasers, little a teasers. little how do you do to get you through another month? A little bit of a how's your father? Mm-hmm. And um, well, his father's still very dead. What's what's that? His father is still very dead. Yes. All right. Um, well, I guess the first one is called Hungry, mm-hmm. and uh, it there's not a lot to see though. I, I don't think it's um. Gordon telling Loeb, I told you I'd break you. I will. Gordon cocks his gun. Gordon sits with Penguin. Asks him if he's going to help him. Penguin laughs. Um, then it looks like anything has changed. It's still a show about yeah. Gordon going up against the system and then going up against the, the you know gangsters that have molded that system to their will. And then yeah. Gordon kind of getting to be there for a couple of the origin stories of some major criminals because God help him. He's just stuck in the middle of this. Nothing's changed. Mm-hmm. It's the same show. Right, what uh, what they did was basically give you a quick little visual promo for anyone who hasn't been reading any news on it. Right. Just so you're aware of, okay, so um, the, the battle with Loeb is going to heat up. Excellent. Uh, Penguin's got a really nice chair these days. <laughs> Excellent chair. Take a look at that thing. 
still terrible hair. Still terrible hair. But Better he's chair. Now, he's now the crime lord still of bad hair. He can, he can do whatever he wants with his damn hair. Right. If someone acts up, he'll have Butch kill him. We do get a bit of James Frain's character uh, saying, monsters are coming to cleanse this city in blood and fire. Mm-hmm. And then a, a look at the quasi-Joker. The pre-embryonic Joker, they're calling right. him, apparently. It, uh, no, right now it's Schrodinger's Joker, is what it is for me. <laughs> but plenty of good villains. That's some, a, one tiger shot in there, just so we're, we're clear mm-hmm. about her being both hot and owning a bullwhip. Right, right. Um, I was down. Yeah, I, I was down for the season anyway, so <laughs> this was just kind of a whoo. You know what's just, funny just is... an extra gulp. Well, it didn't hit me until I watched this trailer, but this Gotham, the subtitle they're given this season, Rise of the Villains, mm-hmm. does that not just like fill you with dread and make you think of Heroes Season 3? <laughs> um, <sighs> no, no, it doesn't. Um, they're not coming off a writer's strike. That's I wish they were. Based no. on the last half of that, the based on the last half of season one, I wish they were coming off of a writer's strike. Well, season two got ruined by the writer's strike. Season one was intact. Brian Fuller was still head of the chairman of the board there, and they were fine. I know. I know. But Gotham has neither had a writer's strike nor has it lost to Brian Fuller. So that's at least two things in its favor. But it never had Brian Fuller. So. Neither has it lost him. <laughs> Now the second spot is is uh, is Bruce and Alfred walking down the stairs uh, into the what we uh, can only assume is the Batcave or will become the Batcave, and there appears to be uh, some sort of demonic lion's head it situation. Looks almost like a Medusa. Yeah, yeah. It's got like it's like a lion with snakes coming out of his head, like it's, this big metal thing. It's a very uninviting faint <laughs> visage. It is. And there's a very shoddily crafted keypad that moves way too much when Bruce p- presses it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Bruce, and Bruce saying it was something. very dark down there while he was installing the keypad. Come on, craftsmanship well, yeah. did not come easily. But Bruce, you have Bruce saying you can't have the truth unless you feel a true calling. I don't know what the hell that means. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, th- I, don't, I don't care. I don't I'm think watching the sentence, fuck out of it. Yeah, I don't think that sentence makes any sense though. To be well, to be clear. I, I almost uh, I like to think of it as like a message that he's going to find somewhere before he figures out what the code to that door is. <laughs> this is this is going to be like his first little detective adventure. Yeah, and somewhere along it, there's going to be a little Lucius Fox just pushing him, pushing him a couple of clues. I see. I've you know I like the character of Lucius Fox. I'm not sure. I've ever since like the Nolan movies, they've really pushed that character into being like, oh well, he knows he does he does all of Batman's tech stuff. He knows who Batman is. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. You know, I kind of I kind of miss like old bumbly Lucius Fox from the animated series and the old comics. You know, where he just he ran. He was competent and he knew how to run Bruce's business, and he was the only man that Bruce trusted to run that business. Yeah, because Bruce is busy being Batman and making the cool toys himself. <laughs> right. I never minded the uh, the Bruce making the cool toys himself. Um, I like to think that he knows exactly what all the cool toys do and how they're made. I don't think he's mm-hmm. behind intellectually on that on that uh, schematic. But I, yeah, I'm not opposed to the Lucius Fox being his kind of. Um, his ghostwriter, to some extent, I don't mind that. I want Bruce to be. I want him to be, to be Bat God, essentially. <laughs> <clears throat> I want him to I, know all the things, I all know. the things. I know, and he's so close. Because uh, in the versions they've done recently, it's not like he's 
he's not some surfer dude being handed a cool new gun or something. He's just he he's out he's really busy out using the current technology to, you know, stop people and you know, he's got this guy coming up with new gadgets every now and then and it's, he's got his own little money penny essentially. It's kind of fun. I don't mind it. Yeah. Or Q. His own little so what? Q, Q was the one. Q. Yeah, that's <laughs> I was Q. Like, his own hot girl who sits at a desk and flirts with him? I apologize. I haven't watched the last two James Bonds. Why, hello, Bruce. I've been Craigless for at least four or five years. You're looking mighty fine today. Would you <laughs> like your martini? Why, yes, I would, Mr. Moneypenny. <laughs> it's, it's been a mo. Been a mo for me. Oh. Now we're going to jump over to movie news real quick. Guillermo del Toro has officially dropped out of Justice League Dark or Dark mm-hmm. Universe. Um, I can't be more sad about this. This uh-huh. That sucks. Because it was yet another place where I might once again find Constantine one day. Once again, Constantine. Which, like a few weeks ago, he actually said that, yes, he dro- he turned in his, his script for, for Justice League Dark. And, um, well, I guess things went poorly. But uh, they're saying it's because of scheduling. Because he's going to do... Um, Pacific Rim 2 and a couple other things. So I can't be completely disappointed. Look, giant giant robots and aliens fighting. That's a fine cause. Right. It's hard well, to I mean, get out of them. You can't have the truth. What a life you if you're it. choosing between Justice League Dark and giant monsters and, and robots. You can't have the truth, the truth unless you feel the true calling. Right. And if your true calling is... <laughs> Giant robot Giant battle. robots fighting interdimensional aliens. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Your true you calling know, involves Charlie Hunnam. All, right. all, all it means for sure is that you are the proud owner of a penis. Right. That's by all way, I can be sure about. By the way, Charlie Hunnam could play a kick-ass Constantine. Just saying. The actual, yeah. the, the yeah. Oh, yeah. He was downright charismatic. Um, yeah. Enigmatic. Batman v. Superman. <laughs> Enigmatic. There is a bit of Batman versus Superman news. It might be. It's, it looks. It's just a rumor at this point, but it's a pretty. I would say it's a pretty good hunch. Um, they're saying Eli Snyder, Zack Snyder's son, is going to be playing Robin. Hmm. This isn't just favoritism. Um, he did play uh, young Leonidas in Three Hundred, so was- he was the kid like fighting the giant wolf things. Uh, hmm. He did it with a sneer. He did it well. He was also young Rorschach in Watchmen. Yeah, now that kid was crazy. Yeah, so if we are to have a Robin who is able to get beaten by with a crowbar <laughs> and still just have a sneer the entire time he's, he's being beaten to death, I think Eli Snyder can pull it off. Based on those two roles, I would say yes. It will probably be a flashback, though, and... Oh, yeah, sure, sure. Now, um, the set photographer, uh, Clay Enos, actually posted an image of Zach and Eli Snyder uh, on his Instagram and um, with the caption, dot, 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 boy wonder, question mark. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's probably what's happening. And he mm-hmm. does. He looks like an indignant little Jason Todd. He He's, well, I mean, he's grown now. But mm-hmm. I can see that kid playing Red Hood at some point. Wouldn't bother me. Wouldn't bother me a bit. I don't know if they're going to have, you know, time to deal with Red Hood somewhere in that universe there. Oh, man. I mean, I, Red Hood have, is have popular enough. whether they they're could. really looking to include something like a Robin? You know, uh, months and months ago, months ago, like I heard that um, Adam Driver from HBO's Girls might be playing Nightwing. Mm-hmm. Um, but 
then we did, we didn't hear anything else about Nightwing. So I'm, I don't I don't know. I mean, I would love to see Nightwing on the screen. Mm-hmm. I really would. I don't want Adam Driver to play him. But you want, you, you want him to have the mullet and everything? No. <laughs> <laughs> why would I? Why would I want that? Why how would true, you just? How true do you want to be? Why would you just assume that I want to see the mullet? Well, you're, you're always very have the mullet. traditionalist about your representations. No, not. I mean, there's you, so you, you, there's you, being you, a there traditionalist is a line somewhere, and it's right in front of mullet. There's being a traditionalist, and then there's just being foolish. <laughs> I wasn't in favor. Like that was that's one of the the biggest. Like I would say the one of the top three major errors in Batman the animated series is they gave him the damn mullet. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. it's so dark most of the time you can't see he has that little rat tail. He does. Well, it's only a rat tail when he gets sweaty. <laughs> kind of folds into one little tailish thing. All right, we're we're gonna do some listener feedback. We actually have listener feedback. How cool is that? Um, actually, we were remiss. We've had a listener feedback for about a month, and I didn't realize it. Um, <laughs> over on Stitcher, okay. over on Stitcher, someone mm-hmm. named Bats Cave Explorer um, wrote a review for us, and mm-hmm. they said uh, f- they they titled it "Fun and Informative." And said, these guys are awesome. They cover all the DC news and stuff coming out, and they're really funny. Highly recommend. So that's nice. Thanks, Bats Cave Explorer. Thanks, man. And, we uh, we never recently... bothered to come up with like a mission for the show, but it would have been fun and informative if we could have picked a couple of adjectives. Yeah. So that's cool. Thanks, man. <laughs> they, they, they described it better than we did. Yeah, yeah. That was our mission statement, and we did not know it. <laughs> I know. If, it's, if at some point we need copyright, we'll, we'll let this guy know. Right. Uh, obviously, we're we're not well enough rounded people to figure it out for ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> On Facebook, we got Christopher White. He says, I'm a huge fan of the show, and I wanted to let you know that there's nothing I enjoy more than listening to two guys who really know their stuff. Thank you, Christopher. Talk about what they love, and I was wondering if there's anything I can do to contribute to the show, because I hope you guys keep going for a while. Just wondering, would the Arkham games count as DC on screen, and furthermore, uh, what are your thoughts on DC games in general? I'd also, uh, or could you guys recommend some good Batman and Flash stories? I have read Dark Knight Returns, Death in the Family, and Killing Joke. So that's a lot of stuff there. You want to you want to address a, the that's a fine start on the on what on the what what's in the canon already. Yeah, right. Yeah. Um, if if all you ever read was the Killing Joke, you you've done okay. Do you want to talk about the Arkham games first? Do you want to well, discuss I, what we're planning to for do? For me, with that? it's obvious. Are they DC characters? Yep. Are they on my screen? Sure. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, and you know, if if we had had time, I would have probably tried to cover them right before the Arkham Knight came out. Hmm. Um, to date, I haven't had time to play Arkham Knight, which is really fucking annoying if you're looking up DC news or just doing anything I would do on a daily basis, which involves typing DC into Google. Right. Um, everyone's got the ending of, of Arkham Knight up on the little the little YouTube cliplet. <laughs> they do. <laughs> and there's no there's no way to, to ask YouTube just to not ruin something for you. So I, I've been trying my best to avoid it. But at some point, yes, they should be talked about. These are written by Paul Dini. Well, one of them was. Arkham no. Asylum was. Asylum Arkham Asylum and maybe was Arkham City? Arkham City as well. But he said he didn't have anything to do with Arkham Origin or Arkham Knight. Correct. He had dropped okay. out by then. But uh, through Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, which 
is one of the best Joker stories he's ever had the opportunity to tell. Yeah. Um, yeah. He did okay. He did real okay. Yeah. Um, I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, or we both played them together. Right. Um, because I can't, I don't have whatever it, whatever it is that magic ingredient in a person's attention span to sit and play a video game. I don't have it. Um, <laughs> I don't. I don't care about looking for clues. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Wait. We, we did figure out one of the one of the major rules for beating that game. It, when in doubt, look up. <laughs> yeah. Because there's there's probably a vent somewhere you need to grapple to and you have not seen it yet. And when that doesn't work, when in doubt, look down. Right. There's probably a vent that you need to crawl into. Right, right. <laughs> um, I swear, some of my favorite parts of those games are just the random thugs in the middle of the street going, yeah, that's right, Batman. I knew you wouldn't want to face me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buddy. Sorry, I'm on my way to talk, take care of the Joker, but that's only as a sidebar because you, <laughs> you, thug number 23, you were too much for me, and I know it. <laughs> oh, also, when in doubt, <laughs> brain. sometimes you just got to brain a lunatic. you got to brain a lunatic. <laughs> Look, if you're playing Arkham Asylum, and you, you end up in one of those situations where the, the, the lunatics are out and the regular the regular criminals are out. Screw the regular criminal. Take care of the brain. Brain the lunatics first. Right, right. It's your only also, chance of survival. Beware of assholes trying to get pipes out of walls. They will pull pipes out of walls <laughs> and come at you. Well, I swear, my favorite part of this game, though, is, is uh, he, knocks, he knocks everyone unconscious. Um, right. Indefinitely, right. or at least as definitely as it takes to go to another room, come back, and have the game, you know, clean up for you by unspawning us. Right. It, it's Batman, though. He doesn't kill. And, and right. you know, screw Batman Begins. That, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to kill you, but I don't have to save you. It's a fine turn of phrase. Not for Batman. Right. He, he and sadly, that's maybe the best line in the movie, but there you go. Um, yeah, it is. He's knocking people unconscious, but he spent a fair amount of time in a sewer system where he's knocking people unconscious and leaving them face down in a puddle of water. Sorry, Max, <laughs> you killed that dude. <laughs> Murder by neglect. Murder by neglect. <laughs> you can't just walk away. When Jay, you know, it falls in line right along the lo- same line as you know, murder by child endangerment. Right. Well, I mean, to him, sure. At that point, it's just a tiny person who can't take care of himself. Now, yeah. in this now case, fight the Joker. He's not fight the Joker. Half of his teeth and broken a four per- per portion of three <laughs> legs, two legs. But oh, all right. But the games, um, the games were great. The games were really great. I'd love to actually talk about them, but um, yeah, I refuse to acknowledge their existence until I've actually had the chance to play Arkham Knight. And I would like to not talk about them until I have a chance to actually watch the movie for I'm just like that's what I do. I You're just going to watch pretty the story much, on YouTube. Yeah. You're going to watch the watch thing the I've been avoiding actually. Um because I like most of the time I would just sit and watch Jason play the game for the story. Like I wanted to see the story and then if he had a particularly bad time getting through something he would hand me the controller and i would play with it for a few minutes and sometimes i'd get through it and sometimes i wouldn't but um that's basically how we how we did those types of things and uh it's it's as good as it is it's still very button mashy yeah it's button can, mashy and um I, I don't i don't know if your version of button mashy is square with triangle every now and then or x with y every now and then but that's that's the key to winning that game lots of I x the key to with some y I thought the key to winning the game was grapple and curse, grapple and curse. That, <laughs> that helps a lot. <laughs> helps a whole hell of a lot. 
I do. I need to go back and because I didn't watch Arkham Origins, I didn't get into that one. I didn't. I, I, I know. It, wasn't as I know that, it had a pretty good Joker story too, but um, I know that Deadshot is a son of a bitch. Deadshot is a son of a bitch. I, I swear, I spent three days trying to beat one room with Deadshot in it. <laughs> he's I'd like, come in he's from in work like a, and Jason's just uh, cursing de- Deadshot. Just like two straight days where every time you wandered through the room, I'm fucking Deadshot. Yeah, he was. All right, he was as, all right now he asks uh, for us to recommend some good Batman and Flash stories. Now. That's a great question for anyone who who wants something to to really fall back on, and I'm sure I'm missing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, but and a I've lot kind of, of the really great Flash stories are actually just really great stories in general. I mean, a lot of Crisis yeah. is based on Flash. Yeah, but he he says he's read Dark Knight Returns, Death in the Family, and Killing Joke. Those are three that anyone who ever decided to call themselves a Batman fan should have already read. Yeah, they need to be tucked away um, and all nice and cozy at night. I'll probably get some backlash for my list, but I'd say Batman Hush by Jeff Loeb and Jim Lee. Yes. Batman The Long Halloween by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. Mm-hmm. Batman Dark Victory by Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale. If it has the names Jeff Loeb or Tim Sale, and especially if both, just yeah. go ahead and pick that shit up right now. Just honestly, just go grab everything Jeff Loeb ever did with the bat. You'll be, you'll be uh, okay. Frank Miller's... Uh, Batman Year One, that's some yes. obvious. Um, yeah. And Zack Snyder, uh, not Zack Snyder's. I always call him that. Scott Snyder's <laughs> Zero Year, Batman yeah. Zero Year. Do that. That's really fun. That one is really. Uh, good. I mean, the the Court of Owls thing also. Court of uh, Owls. It's it's oh. huge, but it is a lot of fun. I mean, it's hundreds of pages of, of material, and that's if you just take the main storyline and don't do a lot of the the connected stuff. Um, yeah. You've still got hundreds of pages in front of you. Now, and if you uh, if you wanted to see where Snyder was going with the Joker before he got through this this whole in game thing, which is a mm-hmm. um, a clusterfuck of internet consequences. Mm-hmm. It, before that, though, the death of the family. Death of the family. Um, I have that listed. And in oh. game. Yeah, in game's um, worth reading just because it's it's so damn confusing. I mean, not, uh, not until the very end, but what you get the the last scene is just you know. You, you, and you, mm. to be to be fair and clear batman mad love may be one of the best batman issues it's a one shot it's paul dini mm-hmm. um is is harley quinn's origin story you've got to go pick up mad love okay it is amazing uh i'd say batman nightfall night's quest and night's end um those those are fun they're not the best but they're fun I, um if you can find a, a decent run through of no man's land no Man's Land, uh, Batman R.I.P., anything with Grant Morrison on it, you can pretty much bank Arkham on. Asylum. <clears throat> Arkham Asylum. A one-shot of his that was just phenomenal. That thing was the best-selling uh, graphic novel of all time for forever. Mm-hmm. And it deserved um, every bit of it. If you, I mean, looking at Batman in particular, I know the name is confusing, but Justice League of America, Tower of Babel by Mark Wade and Howard Porter. Mm-hmm. Big, whole hell whole hell of a big pile of yes mm-hmm. um anything you can grab of batman black and white now the, the that's an anthology series it's a lot of different artists and writers working yeah. on little batman stories and they're Everyone all in black and white um do that grab that um i know it's not batman but nightwing 
the Denny O'Neill, Chuck Dixon, and Scott McDaniel runs. Mm-hmm. I mean, those those. I mean, if you ever wanted to know about the the first uh, Robin Dick Grayson and and his that, that that's the story that chronicles his um, moving to the sister city Bloodhaven, uh, Gotham sister city, and trying to get out from Batman's uh, shadow. Great, great, great run. He's been picked up. Uh, <laughs> Snyder picked up Nightwing. Um, mm-hmm. For a, for a long while there, and he did a, a great job with him, really. Uh, yeah, um, uh, Snyder's uh, kind of a, yeah, a nice Corda throwback Vowles to his what he's been doing with him. Uh, Scott Snyder. There was a there was a during Batman R.I.P. or directly after they thought Batman was dead. Dick Grayson took over the Batman uh, mantle. Scott Snyder uh, did a great book called The Black Mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's all about uh, Dick Grayson's Batman trying to come to terms with Gordon and vice versa, and also them trying to stop uh, Jim Gordon's son, uh, who's a serial killer. Yeah, uh, good stuff. Uh, uh, straight, Brian straight up psychopath. It's fantastic. Brian Augustine and Mike Magnolia's Batman Gotham by Gaslight. That's that's a good one. Uh, Grant Morrison and Andy Kubert's Batman and Son. That's yeah. a fine thing. Yeah. Um, as far as Flash goes, like you can you can really like. I'm a huge Batman fan. Like that's that's how I got it. That was my doorway into this universe. It's so a I lot know of a lot more doorway. about. I know a lot more about Batman than I do the Flash. But everything Jeff Johns, <laughs> just go by. If Mark Wade or Jeff Johns wrote it and it has the Flash on it, you do that. Just find it. Um. You know, a, a nice a cheat code for it, um, and we pimp the like DC movies all the time. But the Flashpoint paradox, yeah, fucking great. Flashpoint Just paradox great. is amazing. Um, Terminal Velocity is a good one. Blitz, um, Wade's Justice League Year One. You don't get a ton on on Barry, but it shows a lot of the great uh, group dynamic with with Barry and Black Canary and and uh, Green Lantern and. Batman pops in briefly, but he's not really there for very long. Uh, Martian Manhunter, uh, great stuff. Um, the Death of Iris Allen is a pretty good one. Um, mm-hmm. That's got to be Flash uh, 275 through 284. Um, and that's that's the storyline that actually that resonated with Flash up until the point he died in Crisis, Infinite Crisis, uh, or sorry, uh, <laughs> Crisis on Infinite Earths. There are too many crises. There were um, so many, and it, it so tumbled. Many. The first one was a crisis with a plan, and then after a while it was just a crisis because the original crisis didn't work, and then the, eventually it's just a crisis because we're perpetually in crisis now because no yeah. one knows what's happening. Um, a fair amount of what you're going to see, like if, if you go back and read uh, the Grant Morrison or Mark Wade runs on Justice League, you're going to see a flash there that's uh, Wally West, and that's uh, Barry Allen's nephew. He's a lot of Wally, fun. Wally West is a whole lot of fun. Um, you're he's, gonna, almost, he's like the spirit animal of the Flash series that we've got now. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Um, you're going to want to read the Return of Barry Allen storyline. That's a that's a fine storyline. And you you can't you can't not read Flash 123, the Flash of Two Worlds. That's going to be um, that's a precursor for everything we're about to see on the Flash Season 2, um, Earth 2 stuff. Jay Garrick showing up and meeting Barry Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a pretty good. I think that's a pretty good precursor. That's a pretty good rundown of, of good titles. <laughs> that's that like six months of crap. Anyone's named. I know. That's, I know. That's six months of of actually really trying. You know what? Uh, the cat asked me or asked if we had any recommendations. You know, 
ask and you shall receive. I understand. And uh, <laughs> as an addendum, <laughs> if anyone ever really wants to, to get to the heart of why the hell we actually love wannabes so much, mine, my love comes out of the Grant Morrison Animal Animal Man run. Right, right, Animal Man. Um, <laughs> he asked about Batman and the Flash. <laughs> I know, but I just want I want to encourage as many people as possible to go find Animal Man and uh, see what Grant Morrison did with him. Just because this is why every now and then I I wish a character would go into deep obscurity so Grant Morrison mm-hmm. can revive them. That's what he's the, he's the Lazarus <laughs> Pit of writing. Yeah, it's phenomenal. By the way, Morrison's Batman, the most James Bond Batman I've ever seen. Batbard, yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I, I I got a, a, a I do have to draw the line with Batman Incorporated. I still don't know what's happened in Batman Incorporated. Yeah, Batman Inc. was weird. I I keep reading through it and I, I have like a tiny little frontal lobe detachment that happens every time, and then I just kind of see a bunch of colors right. and I pass out for a few hours. Right. <laughs> and then I wake up and go, "Why is Damien dead? Oh, 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 that happened. Okay." All right, we have somehow turned a news portion into a long time. So we're going to call it on on this installment of DC On Screen. We are DC On Screen. You can find us on Twitter, dconscreen.com. You can find us on iTunes or Stitcher. Do us a huge favor. Go and rate us five stars. Give us a favorable review. And eventually we'll you know. figure out you left a review. And, say and we'll eventually figure out that you left us a review. Right. Um <laughs> we can be trusted to eventually in time do a thing alright uh, the next episode we're going to drop probably tomorrow and it's going to be a recap review of Batman the Brave and the Bold a very fun cartoon series we hope to see you there until then put some DC on your screen we know we will Better Banking is getting an unbelievable 0.99% APR rate on a home equity line of credit from First Commonwealth Bank to turn your bathroom into your, wow, I love this bathroom, bathroom. 0.99% introductory APR for six months that adjusts to a variable rate based on Wall Street Journal prime rate plus or minus a margin with a minimum rate of 2.99% and a maximum rate of 18%. Offer subject to change or withdrawal at any time. Call 1-800-711-2265 for details about credit costs and terms. Equal housing lender, First Commonwealth Bank, member FDIC. Hey, the Easter basket's ready. Why is there ham in the Easter basket? Uh, actually, it's cooked spiral sliced half ham. I got them at Meijer for just 87 cents per pound, and there's a limit of two. Who wouldn't want it in their Easter basket? What about the toys? Oh, right, the toys. I found so many great toys in the Easter toy book at Meijer.com. I just ordered some with Meijer Home Delivery for only a $4.95 delivery fee. Delicious ham and fun new toys. What more could you ask for? Fill your baskets this Easter at Meijer. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meijer app.